The Bible, a collection of 66 different books by around 40 different authors from many different backgrounds. There were kings and shepherds, soldiers, fishermen, doctors, poets and farmers. Some were young, some old, some rich, and some poor. And they wrote, each reflecting his own personality and style. From a wide variety of life circumstances. All the way from palace thrones and bedrooms. To the dungeons down in the palace basement. From seashores to mountaintops. And to the backsides of dry desert wasteland. In their books, the writers issued hundreds of specific future prophecies, all perfectly fulfilled or awaiting fulfillment. And they discuss every aspect of human life, hundreds of complicated and controversial topics. And yet, there is a unity and consistency of message in the Bible, from start to finish, that is nothing short of miraculous. Throughout history and today, millions of people around the globe call this book the Holy Bible, the very Word of God. It claims to be a self-revelation of the Supreme Being, the Creator Himself, stepping out of eternity into time and space to tell us and show us what He is like and to let us know His plan for our lives here on earth and in the hereafter. The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar is your chance to actually hear, discuss, and decide for yourself about this book, The Bible. Stay tuned, and at the very least, you'll hear the beauty, wisdom, romance, adventure, and intrigue of the world's greatest literature, the best-selling, most translated book of all history. But more importantly, God himself just might speak to your heart and change your life forever. Now, here's the host of The Bible Live, Sophie Dollar. Welcome to the Bible Live. I hope that you'll stay with us during this great hour. Uh, We will be continuing our way through the book of Jeremiah, one of the major prophets in the Hebrew Scriptures. Jeremiah ministered from 640 B.C. to 586, the same year that Jerusalem fell to Nebuchadnezzar, 586 B.C. One of the key dates of the Bible, the destruction of the temple, the taking of the people of Judah into exile by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar. Jeremiah began his ministry in the 13th year of young King Josiah, the child king who initiated some wonderful, very positive spiritual reformation in the kingdom. He was killed, if you remember, by King Necho of Egypt, who was going up in 609 for the famous battle of Carchemish, in which he was defeated by Babylon in that famous battle, On his way up to join that battle, he was attacked by Josiah, hesitantly actually entered in battle with Josiah and killed him. Then Josiah's sons, one after the other, reigned in a fairly short period of time. Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, and then Jehoiakim was a nephew, uh, son of Josiah's brother or sister, I'm not sure which. And then finally, the youngest son, Mataniah, was placed on the throne by Nebuchadnezzar himself in 597. After 605, the first invasion of Israel by Nebuchadnezzar and the first group taken into exile, that would be Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and them. But by that time, Mataniah, Josiah's youngest son, his name was changed to Zedekiah by the Babylonians, and he was placed in power for those last 11 years. little historic background there. We'll get into the reading tonight from the book of Jeremiah right after our reading from the Psalms, our Wisdom and Worship segment. From the Psalms tonight on the Bible Live. Psalm 113. 
Praise the Lord. Yes, give praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord forever and ever. Everywhere, from east to west, praise the name of the Lord. For the Lord is high above the nations. His glory is far greater than the heavens. Who can be compared with the Lord our God, who is enthroned on high? Far below Him are the heavens and the earth. He stoops to look, and He lifts the poor from the dirt and the needy from the garbage dump. He sets them among princes, even the princes of His own people. He gives the barren woman a home, so that she becomes a happy mother. Praise the Lord. End of reading Psalm 113. You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. That psalm tonight is truly magnificent. The first part begins with the people of God praising the name of the Lord, thinking the greatest thoughts that we can think of our wonderful God. That's so important because our destiny, our worth is caught up in who he is. The greater our vision of God is, the greater will be our experience of the blessings that he has for us. He turns from that theme of God's greatness and care, and then he says, Who can be compared with the Lord our God, who stoops to look down on heaven and earth? He lifts the poor from the dust, the needy from the garbage dump. Our value is not related to our wealth or our position on the social ladder. Many people who have excelled in God's work began in poverty or humble beginnings. God supersedes the social orders of this world. He often chooses leaders and ambassadors from among social outcasts even, those who have experienced oppression and great pain in their lives as well. Do you treat the unwanted in society as though they have value? We need to demonstrate by our actions that all people are valuable in the eyes of the true and living God. Now let's turn to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 10. Jeremiah was called to go to the temple gate and confront the people and their leaders with their wickedness and their sin and their immorality, particularly their idolatry. As he finishes that sermon, there's going to be a threat on his life. He will become so unpopular. He talks tonight about idolatry in particular, how destructive, how deadly idolatry is. Idolatry is not just carving a piece of wood and worshiping you. Today, our idolatry is perhaps more sophisticated. We want pleasure. We want comfort. We want sex. We want money. We want fame. All of these things can be idols, and it will destroy you. It caused Judah to break their covenant and lose their blessing from God. Jeremiah 10.1 through 13.27. Jeremiah 10. Hear the word of the Lord, O Israel. This is what the Lord says. Do not act like other nations who try to read their future in the stars. Do not be afraid of their predictions, even though other nations are terrified by them. Their ways are futile and foolish. They cut down a tree and carve an idol. 
They decorate it with gold and silver and then fasten it securely with hammer and nails so it won't fall over. There stands their God like a helpless scarecrow in a garden. It cannot speak and it needs to be carried because it cannot walk. Do not be afraid of such gods, for they can neither harm you nor do you any good. Lord, there is no one like you, for you are great and your name is full of power. Who would not fear you, O King of Nations? That title belongs to you alone. Among all the wise people of the earth and in all the kingdoms of the world, there is no one like you. The wisest of people who worship idols are stupid and foolish. The things they worship are made of wood. They bring beaten sheets of silver from Tarshish and gold from Ufaz, and they give these materials to skillful craftsmen who make their idols. Then they dress these gods in royal purple robes made by expert tailors. But the Lord is the only true God, the living God. He is the everlasting King. The whole earth trembles at His anger. The nations hide before His wrath. Say this to those who worship other gods. Your so-called gods who did not make the heavens and earth will vanish from the earth. But God made the earth by His power, and He preserves it by His wisdom. He has stretched out the heavens by his understanding. When he speaks, there is thunder in the heavens. He causes the clouds to rise over the earth. He sends the lightning with the rain and releases the wind from his storehouses. Compared to him, all people are foolish and have no knowledge at all. They make idols, but the idols will disgrace their makers, for they are frauds. They have no life or power in them. Idols are worthless. They are lies. The time is coming when they will all be destroyed. But the God of Israel is no idol. He is the creator of everything that exists, including Israel, his own special possession. The Lord Almighty is his name. Pack your bag and prepare to leave. The siege is about to begin, says the Lord. For suddenly I will fling you from this land and pour great troubles upon you. At last you will feel my anger. My wound is desperate, and my grief is great. My sickness is incurable, but I must bear it. My home is gone, and no one is left to help me rebuild it. My children have been taken away, and I will never see them again. The shepherds of my people have lost their senses. They no longer follow the Lord or ask what He wants of them. Therefore they fail completely, and their flocks are scattered. Listen! Hear the terrifying roar of great armies as they roll down from the north. The towns of Judah will be destroyed and will become a haunt for jackals. I know, Lord, that a person's life is not his own. No one is able to plan his own course. So correct me, Lord, but please be gentle. Do not correct me in anger, for I would die. Pour out your wrath on the nations that refuse to recognize you, on nations that do not call upon your name. For they have utterly devoured your people Israel, making the land a desolate wilderness. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 11. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, Remind the people of Judah and Jerusalem about the terms of their covenant with me. Say to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Cursed is anyone who does not obey the terms of my covenant. For I said to your ancestors when I brought them out of slavery in Egypt, If you obey me and do whatever I command you, then you will be my people, and I will be your God. 
I said this so I could keep my promise to your ancestors to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, the land you live in today. Then I replied, So be it, Lord. Then the Lord said, Broadcast this message in the streets of Jerusalem. Go from town to town throughout the land and say, Remember the covenant your ancestors made, and do everything they promised. For I solemnly warned your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, repeating over and over again to this day, Obey me! But your ancestors did not pay any attention. They would not even listen. Instead, they stubbornly followed their own evil desires. And because they refused to obey, I brought upon them all the curses described in our covenant. Again the Lord spoke to me and said, I have discovered a conspiracy against me among the people of Judah and Jerusalem. They have returned to the sins of their forefathers. They have refused to listen to me and are worshiping idols. Israel and Judah have both broken the covenant I made with their ancestors. Therefore, says the Lord, I am going to bring calamity upon them and they will not escape. Though they beg for mercy, I will not listen to their cries. Then the people of Judah and Jerusalem will pray to their idols and offer incense before them. But their idols will not save them when disaster strikes. Look now, people of Judah, you have as many gods as there are cities and towns. Your altars of shame, altars for burning incense to your god Baal, are along every street in Jerusalem. Pray no more for these people, Jeremiah. Do not weep or pray for them, for I will not listen to them when they cry out to me in distress. What right do my beloved people have to come to my temple where they have done so many immoral things? Can their sacrifices avert their destruction? They actually rejoice in doing evil. I, the Lord, once called them a thriving olive tree, beautiful to see and full of good fruit. But now I have sent the fury of their enemies to burn them with fire, leaving them charred and broken. I, the Lord Almighty, who planted this olive tree, have ordered it destroyed. For the people of Israel and Judah have done evil, provoking my anger by offering incense to Baal. Then the Lord told me about the plots my enemies were making against me. I had been as unaware as a lamb on the way to its slaughter. I had no idea that they were planning to kill me. Let's destroy this man and all his words, they said. Let's kill him so his name will be forgotten forever. O Lord Almighty, you are just, and you examine the deepest thoughts of hearts and minds. Let me see your vengeance against them, for I have committed my cause to you. The men of Anathoth wanted me dead. They said they would kill me if I did not stop speaking in the Lord's name. So this is what the Lord Almighty says about them. I will punish them. Their young men will die in battle, and their little boys and girls will starve. Not one of these plotters from Anathoth will survive, for I will bring disaster upon them when their time of punishment comes. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 12 Lord, you always give me justice when I bring a case before you. Now let me bring you this complaint. Why are the wicked so prosperous? Why are evil people so happy? You have planted them, and they have taken root and prospered. Your name is on their lips, but in their hearts they give you no credit at all. But as for me, Lord, you know my heart. You see me and test my thoughts. Drag these people away like helpless sheep to be butchered. Set them aside to be slaughtered. How long must this land weep? Even the grass in the fields has withered. The wild animals and birds have disappeared because of the evil in the land. Yet the people say the Lord won't do anything. 
Then the Lord replied to me, If racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? If you stumble and fall on open ground, what will you do in the thickets near the Jordan? Even your own brothers, members of your own family, have turned on you. They have plotted, raising a cry against you. Do not trust them, no matter how pleasantly they speak. I have abandoned my people, my special possession. I have surrendered my dearest ones to their enemies. My chosen people have roared at me like a lion of the forest, so I have treated them as though I hated them. My chosen people have become as disgusting to me as a vulture, and indeed they are surrounded by vultures. Bring on the wild beasts to pick their corpses clean. Many rulers have ravaged my vineyard, trampling down the vines and turning all its beauty into a barren wilderness. They have made it an empty wasteland. I hear its mournful cry. The whole land is desolate, and no one even cares. Destroying armies plunder the land. The sword of the Lord kills people from one end of the nation to the other. No one will escape. My people have planted wheat, but are harvesting thorns. They have worked hard, but it has done them no good. They will harvest a crop of shame, for the fierce anger of the Lord is upon them. Now this is what the Lord says. As for all the evil nations reaching out for the inheritance I gave my people Israel, I will uproot them from their lands just as Judah will be uprooted from hers. But afterward I will return and have compassion on all of them. I will bring them home to their own lands again, each nation to its own inheritance. And if these nations quickly learn the ways of my people, and if they learn to swear by my name, saying, As surely as the Lord lives, just as they taught my people to swear by the name of Baal, then they will be given a place among my people. But any nation who refuses to obey me will be uprooted and destroyed. I, the Lord, have spoken. You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Jeremiah 13. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and buy a linen belt and put it around your waist, but do not wash it. So I bought the belt as the Lord directed me and put it around my waist. Then the Lord gave me another message. Take the linen belt you are wearing and go to the Euphrates River. Hide it there in a hole in the rocks. So I went and hid it at the Euphrates as the Lord had instructed me. A long time afterward the Lord said to me, Go back to the Euphrates and get the linen belt that I told you to hide there. So I went to the Euphrates and dug it out of the hole where I had hidden it. But now it was mildewed and falling apart. The belt was useless. Then I received this message from the Lord. The Lord says this illustrates how I will rot away the pride of Judah and Jerusalem. These wicked people refuse to listen to me. They stubbornly follow their own desires and worship idols. Therefore they will become like this linen belt, good for nothing. As a belt clings to a person's waist, so I created Judah and Israel to cling to me, says the Lord. They were to be my people, my pride, my glory, and honor to my name. But they would not listen to me. So tell them, the Lord the God of Israel says, All your wineskins will be full of wine. And they will reply, Of course, you don't need to tell us how prosperous we will be. Then tell them, No, this is what the Lord means. I will make everyone in this land so confused that they will seem drunk. From the king sitting on David's throne and from the priests and the prophets, right on down to the common people, I will smash them one against the other, even parents against children, says the Lord. 
I will not let my pity or mercy or compassion keep me from destroying them. Listen, do not be proud, for the Lord has spoken. Give glory to the Lord your God before it is too late. Acknowledge Him before He brings darkness upon you, causing you to stumble and fall on the dark mountains. For then, when you look for light, you will find only terrible darkness. And if you still refuse to listen, I will weep alone because of your pride. My eyes will overflow with tears because the Lord's flock will be led away into exile. Say to the king and his mother, Come down from your thrones and sit in the dust, for your glorious crowns will soon be snatched from your heads. The towns of the Negev will close their gates and no one will be able to open them. The people of Judah will be taken away as captives. They will all be carried into exile. See the armies marching down from the north? Where is your flock, your beautiful flock, that he gave you to care for? How will you feel when the Lord sets your foreign allies over you as rulers? You will writhe in pain like a woman giving birth. You may ask yourself, why is all this happening to me? It is because of your many sins. That is why you have been raped and destroyed by invading armies. Can an Ethiopian change the color of his skin? Can a leopard take away its spots? Neither can you start doing good, for you always do evil. I will scatter you just as chaff is scattered by the winds blowing in from the desert. This is your allotment, that which is due you, says the Lord. I have measured it out especially for you, because you have forgotten me and put your trust in false gods. I myself will expose you to shame. I am keenly aware of your adultery and lust and your abominable idol worship out in the fields and on the hills. Your destruction is sure, Jerusalem. How long will it be before you are pure? End of reading, Jeremiah 10, 1 through 13, 27. Another powerful, courageous message from Jeremiah. In the times leading up to the capture of Jerusalem, the destruction of the temple, and the people being carried away in three waves of invasions, carried away into Babylon in exile, removed from the land that God had graciously given them, Jeremiah uses this picture of nomads in the wilderness. He says that the leaders are misleading them. They're leading them in the wrong path. Jeremiah is also a Hebrew, and yet here he is telling them that they must give in to God's judgment and discipline on their lives. Israel is caught in the triangle between Egypt, Aram, Assyria, and Babylon, and all of those in the north, these battling superpowers, battling for supremacy. Israel is trying to play one end against the other. They're trying to figure it out politically, militarily, trying to sign treaties with Egypt, with Assyria maybe, to protect them against Babylon. And Jeremiah is saying none of that. He understands and sees what is going to happen and tells them that they must give in to their discipline, their judgment from God. In chapter 11, we have this shocking statement. God says, pray no more for these people. Jeremiah, do not weep or pray for them, for I will not listen to them when they cry out to me in distress. Now, they were not crying out to him in distress yet because they were not ready to repent. They were not ready to turn to God. They did not believe it was going to happen. Their idea of God was now reduced to superstition. God wouldn't destroy his temple, so as long as we're here by the temple, we're going to be all right. 
So in that sense, they even made an idol out of the temple. So much of this is relevant today for America. It is clear, it is certain that God's hand of judgment is on America. America has a very unique beginning. We have known the truth. We have had the gospel for centuries. And we have fallen from such great heights. And now we are turning away from that gospel. So many in our land. But God looks to his people. If my people, he says, will humble themselves and pray. So it's up to us to repent, turn away from our sin, turn away from our idolatry, whatever it might be in your life and in my life. Is it money, comfort, pleasure? Is it sexuality? What is it that we as American Christians are following instead of God, instead of worshiping him? Is it political power? And what idols are we setting up? Are we looking to the government to be our God, to be our provider, to be our protector? Government and government agencies? Are we looking to our retirement accounts? What is it that we are looking to instead of, in repentance and humility, turning to God? God's hand of judgment is on this land. Will we, American believers, repent? I am decided in my heart, as best I know, with my wife and our family, to seek the Lord. Turn from the sin in our lives. Reject as much as we can. Resist the onslaught of temptations that come to us from our culture. That is what Jeremiah is telling the people to do, and they will not do it. They hate Jeremiah. They see him as a traitor. They try to kill him, putting him down into the depths of a cistern, of a well. Tonight we see a couple of times when Jeremiah breaks out into prayer to God. Lord, why are the wicked so prosperous? Why are evil people so happy? Sometimes we look around us and we know that there's great wickedness and we know that the nation is going wrong, and yet it seems like wicked leaders, corrupt political leaders and so on, they're getting enriched, going on these trips, spending millions and millions of dollars, and they're just being able to have a great time. They're making all kinds of money under the table through their political dealings, and we're thinking, Lord, when will you judge Jeremiah had the same question, and God replied to him in the chapter 12 that we read tonight. And then there's this lesson about Jeremiah and his loincloth. Remember, this piece of linen is underwear. God is saying, our righteousness is as filthy rags. And now he says, I'm going to take off Judah and Israel, just like you take off a dirty pair of underwear. One of the problems that Jeremiah points his finger at is that the leaders of Israel at this time are way out of touch with the will of God and in some ways out of touch with the people. Although in both cases, there were not enough people who truly wanted to follow God and obey Him. We see some of that in our land today. The polls and surveys show clearly that the leaders of our land today, those 535 people in Congress and the presidency and the Supreme Court, they are out of touch with the sentiment of the majority of the people of this land. Uh, That is clear from polls and surveys that are taken. But we must take responsibility as Christian citizens to be involved and to vote the will of God. Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Sophie reads from the New Living Translation by Tyndale House Publishers. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping promote spiritual revival across America, and your financial support is needed. Please mail your tax-deductible gift to The Bible Live Post Office Box 18888. That's The Bible Live, P.O. Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. You may also make credit card donations at the ministry website, thebiblelive.com. Thank you. 
don't forget, join us each weekday for The Bible Live with Sophie Dollar. Start today, and in one year's time, we will read and respond together to the entire Bible. Let the most important word you hear each day be God's Word. 